Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. We cover uh, the new Bronco in in great detail. Breaking rim news coming. (laughs) Uh, Breaking, man. We've been looking for rims for this 510. Yeah. uh, Okay, we're going to try to get them. Yeah. And so uh, we'll tell you, we've had a... We've we've made progress in that department. Still not done yet, but a lot of progress. We'll put some pictures up, see what that rim looks like. Still haven't seen that uh, two ten picture. I'm so kind of curious of that with the rims on it. We'll figure that one out. Oh, sweet! Yeah, we'll put we'll put some pictures up so you can see. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! So you can see those rims. See, First, he's got it on the front. See the goofy wheel yes. on the front, the real wheel on the back. We'll get into that it's later. It's dishy. Yeah. All right, we'll tell you about uh, Bet Online Sports. Keep coming back. So does your chance to wager on them with our exclusive exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. UFC, NASCAR, Formula One. EPL, full swing. It's all out there. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC Daily Plus. Future odds on everything you can imagine. Um, season win totals, division odds, every league championship. Visit betonline.ag. Use your mobile device. Join the promo code uh, with promo code podcast one for your welcome bonus. So you get that bonus. Visit betonline.ag, our exclusive partner at Podcast One. Don't forget promo code Podcast One for your sign up bonus today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. Hi, everyone. This is Jillian with Court Junkie. Court Junkie is a true crime podcast that covers court cases and criminal trials using audio clips and interviews with people close to the cases. Court Junkie is available on Apple Podcasts and podcastone.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. We're going mend it. Get it on. And welcome to CarCast. Matt Crow, it's Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea. Over there, breaking rim news, which could be breaking <laughs> yeah. rim news. Yeah. Uh, coming up, uh, lots of progress. Getting ready to go to uh, Laguna Seca, working on the 510, and uh, all that coming up. Plus, uh, Matt is driving a Maserati Levante. Yeah. And to uh, fail. We got some, it uh, looks sporty out there. We also got some uh, Chevy Bolt uh, news in there. I drove around in my sister's. Uh, uh, X3 or whatever it is. Kind of cool. A lot of room oh, yeah. in that car. All right. First, I'll tell you about uh, JB Weld, proud sponsor CarCast, epoxy adhesives, brands used by pros and DIYers, trusted for over 50 years. JB Weld, you can find it at jbweld.com. Retailers everywhere O'Reilly Auto Parts, AutoZone, Lowe's, Walmart, uh, Amazon, JB Weld. So um, let's see. So the rims. The, the the uh the saga of the rims i don't know if max zapata has the pictures of the rims we found but it would probably be good to get it to him 
But these exotic rims, these, I keep saying revolution, but they're not revolution rims. Yeah. They're what rims? We'll they're sterling. Sterling rims. Revolution is an English rim that came on a couple of cars that I had, including a, a lightweight roadster that I that I had many years ago that I just kind of gave to less or traded to less for not much, but really just, you know, less has found me enough cool cars over the years where it was a little, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, little finder's fee, but, um, Sterling rims. So I'm, I'm just, I'm emailing them to Kalen right now so we can put them up on the, right. On so the a lot of sleuthing going on with the rims. Now, People say, uh, well, who cares what rims you run on your 510? And the answer would be, well, most of the time, Libras, Panasports, whatever, Lamont, they have this like American Lamont or something like that rim. It, it wouldn't matter that much, but this car was sponsored by the rim company and the guy who drove the car owned the rim company. Yeah. So now there's an issue. Right. Because everyone else, everyone else out there, just ran Libras, and then the car was sponsored by Coca-Cola, and, right. and who cared? Or Valvoline, and who cared? But this car was sponsored by the rim company that the guy, I guess out of Argentina, uh, had. And then we found out that the rims were also made for, like, the Greenwood Corvettes, but a big old barrel version. Yeah, These were a bigger one, version, one a deeper piece. disc version. Yeah, one piece. One piece like 15 by 14 or 15, like big yeah. old barrel cast rims. And then we found out that they made like a 14 by 6 for like Z cars and a, like a 14 by 5 or 6 or something for like Formula Ford cars or something. Uh, the 13 by 7s, which is what we run, yes. was difficult to find. Yes, if not, it was. If not impossible. And look, we put it out there, and and we came up with a lot of, I don't know what to call them, later versions of the rims where the spokes were a little bit deeper into the dish, and what was on your car was arguably an early version or a prototype version or some rare version where the spokes kind of reached out to the edge of the, uh, of the lip of the rim. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... A 13-inch rim with a four-bolt pattern that has a five-spoke or five or star-like configuration. You rarely ever see it. It's yeah. always just a cross. And why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Yeah. But, but this has a star. It literally looks kind of looks like the um, a Carl's Jr. Happy Star in the middle of the of the rim, it's a five spoke. It's a thinner spoke, and it's got a lot more shape and nuance to it than just kind of the straight ahead four four bar version of these these rims that we normally run. And then there's like then there's the mini lights or the Panasports. I don't know, Max Pata, what's the difference between a mini light and a Panasport? Ask Fondalier. It's going to take you all day on the computer. Just come, come in here and enlighten us. Uh, but those have a lot of bars, and they're good-looking, but they almost look like a little overkill, like a little too sturdy, a little too stout, a little heavy. Yeah, and I was going to say, weight could be an issue, right? Because on these cars being so light, it's just like every every pound seems to count. Well, and, especially unsprung. And, yeah, and 
every horsepower, when you start doing the math on it and go, oh, I, you know, I'm up seven horsepower, you're like, well, in the world of percentages, that's not bad. I'm already on a diet. Yeah, well, you should be <laughs> if you're going to go and race this car. Makes a difference. Yeah, makes it makes a difference. But now that we have that uh, nine pounds of downforce coming from the rear, <laughs> the rear tail we put on, or it's drag and it's, it's a drag. few extra pounds. Who knows yeah, right. why? It's we probably dragging a few extra pounds, but we got the tail on the car. Yeah, it looks good, so it's fine. That's the key point. It yeah, looks good. it looks. Actually, it looks really good. It looks badass on that car. Sean did such a great job with the paint. Uh, and yeah, so somebody uh, hit me up on, on social media and said, hey, I've got the rims. I'm interested in selling. 13 by 7. And I said, great. Send me some pictures. Send me some pictures. And he's got three. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, that's, and we want it. No, but, sorry. He's got four. Right. But he's. But if you go to the picture, Kalen, of the, the four rims. Yeah, which maybe Matt sent you. Yeah, I, I, I think so. so. Yeah, um, one of these things is not like the other. That's right. This is a Sesame Street episode. So we have three rims in this photo where the spokes are going to the edge, and then one where the spokes are in the dish. They're shorter and they're deeper. Right. So meaning very close looking on a traditional five ten Libra type rim. Or Panasport or almost anything I've seen. Le Mans, American Le Mans, something Le Mans American. Whatever the uh, Roadster would run. The Roadster would run different rims, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. They have a little different shape to them. Um, the inner hub and spoke would just go to the inner part of the rim, and then the hoop would just be smooth, polished edge. Right. But this is going these spokes go all the way to the outer edge. Meaning, if if somebody said, "Hey, uh, get some wadding and polish up the lip on that rim," you couldn't just whip it around. You'd stop you'd when you hit it. You'd be hitting the the tip of the each one of these spokes. So, which is very I, unique and kind of cool. And I even sort of like the one where you have the shape and the hoop on the outside that we just have one of. But mm-hmm. either way. You kind of squint and they all look the same. Or actually what happens is your brain just fills it, fills it in for you. Yeah. And your brain just kind of goes, oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Even these are magnesium, so good luck to us. Maybe if they were aluminum, I would even consider having Sean fab up a little. Oh, I was just going to tell you. I was going to say, have him make the little end caps, JB weld them on, <laughs> give it all the same coating. Right. You know. Right, because there's, they're not load bearing in any way. The tips no. that you'd be gluing on there, you wouldn't be able to weld it, right? Because right. the aluminum magnesium, and you, you JB weld them on there, and uh, and uh, and you know whatever, you give it all a shot of the same coating, and and it probably gets you really close to what you want. Sean could. Do a weird little balsa wood finish on there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's probably a version of, of, I don't know, like a little pinhole attachment screw from the backside. I don't know, I, something. God's honest. I mean, it wouldn't be dead nuts on, but Sean's good enough to take a piece of. See, the problem, see how the whole thing is sunken in a little bit? And it, it he would have to. It would be a little off because you can't just a, a, add the a, a tips. A little, a little, but I say Sean is good enough to take a piece of like real high density foam and like carve something out <laughs> and just just epoxy well, it to it. Got to keep it lightweight. I mean, as long as you're, depending on the finish. Anyway, 
Mini lights are the original. Panasports copied the tech design, but are so high quality, oftentimes more expensive. So mini lights and Panasports. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure there's probably, I don't know, some transfer of trademarks or acquisition of, of molds or something. So anyway, some, I guess, old timer out of Arizona said he had these rims laying around. And by the way, in all my years of traveling and scouring the globe and staring at car rims, yeah, I've never seen a set of these. I haven't either. And that's, I don't know, I think that's what's part of caused our fascination with these rims is the guy that owned the car and owned the company raced the car, several pictures of the car with these rims on it. And now that they are unique or certainly very, very rare, I think it makes the car more special to have these have these on here. Well, so certainly we're gonna we're gonna try to get these. Uh, certainly, it's it's shipped. look if you if you're if your car was sponsored by Goodyear and you were running Toyos <laughs> on it, it would seem weird. Yeah. So now Matt has found these rims. That's why we call him Good Matt, and he's gonna have this old timer, I guess, from um, Arizona area ship them out to us but it ain't over these are magnesium rims magnesium rims degrade over the years and they must be taken to a specialty place and dye tested they inject dye or they dip them in dye and then they put them under a woods light or something they find if there are any cracks or fissures or any any, uh, any stress cracks at all, basically. Right, because it's not safe to run an old magnesium rim. We've seen them bust off in races before. Oh, yeah. So at Decon Monza, putting down a little more horsepower. A little more than probably back in the day. <laughs> but with the with the new wing and the downforce. Yeah. It's planted. You're planted. I'm planted. You're planted. So for It raises the danger level for sure. So we need to check the rims because if, in fact, the rims do have some are degraded or have some cracks or something like that, you just don't want to run these. I've run magnesium rims before. Uh, It's usually fine. And I guess the good news is they're 13s, which is about as the least stressful. You have to think as the rim gets wider and getting further away from the hub, it's putting more stress on the spokes and in every facet of the rim. These sort of tighter and shorter and like built like a jukebox kind of thing. And if you look at these rims, I mean, they're just 13s. There's just not that much spoke between the hub and the, right. the hoop. Now, at at the very least, our plan of making a set of, of billet wheels, having Brad Fanshot Bonspeed make them, at the very least, this helps us. We can take this rim, we can scan this rim, we can make a CAD file from it, and he can start whittling away on the CNC machines and get us to what we want, right? So, right. And, by the way, he, what he will end up doing would be a a much stronger modern version of it. It has a, a thicker lip on the wheel. You know, it's it's a race yes. rim, not a, and, not a, a, a soft street rim. And we'd also discuss the possibility of casting the rims, but that seems not viable. It's better to do the billet version of it, but always interested in learning and exploring. Mm-hmm. So uh, lo and behold. After scouring the internet and hearing all sorts of stories about molds in San Diego and these things still existing in Argentina, but under a different name, well, like Panasport and Mini Light, yeah. you know, uh, 
But the Lo lack behold, of information has been weird. It's like when you say uh, they're in Argentina, a different name. I'm like, are they hiding? Are they hiding? Are they a spy? Are they well, escaping the way, government? Do they owe taxes? Because how come we couldn't get any information? We found three and a half of the rims <laughs> and the, the centers are gold, which is wrong and whatever. And you'd have to bring them back and have them bead blasted and then magnafluxed or whatever, check for cracks and then, you know, powder coated and whatever. But hopefully... They'll fit. The, the the offset looks about right. About right. You could you can't bring them in anymore, but it looks like you could space them out with a half inch spacer or whatever if you wanted. Yeah. And so uh, we'll keep you updated. But uh, barring any you know major issues with the dye testing, I think we should run them. Yeah, let's try or at it. Least, we'll, have, we'll have one off wheel. At least use them for, for static display and then pop on the, the Panda Sports for the race. Yeah. So that's coming together. I'm trying to get some belts, maybe a new seat, blah, 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 getting the 510 ready. Again, it's uh, 510 hasn't run in a million years, but it is a brass tag car, which is uh, very rare. And it did run in the 2.5 Trans Am series. So it's a real interesting bona fide i guess a lot of east coast history but uh a real strong 510 so we'll look forward to that speaking of 510s and z cars if you guys have been checking bring a trailer this white ratty looking kind of bone stock 510 sold for like twenty four thousand dollars just 510 and not a race (laughs) car and it's just a steel rim 510 yeah Z car went for like seventy seven thousand, just a stock two forty Z. Yeah, crazy. What's going on with Z's now? It's interesting. They're selling better than new Nissans. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember where you heard it first when those Toyota two thousands hit the one million dollar mark, yeah. like late sixties. Toyota like kind of looks like a Z car, just a little, little more technology, a little more advanced. When those things were up at up at a million, I was like, those cars are a million and a Z is 25? That doesn't seem right. Uh, now yeah. those cars have gone down to under five, and a lot of Zs have popped up past 100, even one we saw a few weeks back for three and change. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The Z is kind of bridging. I mean, it's not there yet. It's not even that close, but it's... It's narrow. Look, it went from one million to fifty grand for like a nice version and a nice version of the two thousand and the Z. Now the the two thousand is you know four seventy five, and a really nice Z went for like three twenty (laughs) five or something. Like I mean that that's a real narrowing of that gap. Yeah. Now you would I I don't know on some level you could cross shop them. You're getting pretty closer to going. "Eh." You know what's at the auction? A really nice Z or the two thousand well, GT? And- the 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 Zs they made by the thousands, and the two thousands they made three hundred or five hundred of or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But there's still a couple of Zs out there with stories, like you right. know, never driven, zero mileage, or this is one of the ones that went back to Nissan and had the Nissan certification or what you know whatever that shit is. Max Zapata, that Z, there's two things. One is there is a 2000, a Toyota 2000 that is coming up on some auction, and it's probably RM for some reason, maybe Gooding. There is a 2000 that's coming up. 
or maybe it's just for sale on RM or Gooding. But there's also that Z that went for like three twenty five with some story behind. Yeah, I don't recall what the story was. That car was was a little special. How it, it kind of got to that number, but uh, but we are seeing six figure cars. You know, we're seeing Z's. Yeah, hundred thousand yeah. dollar. Yeah, that Z was. It either was one. There's one story which is in the nineties. Nissan took back a bunch of Z's and refurbished them at the factory. Mm-hmm. And then there's one other story for that one that went three. Some, if you go to bring yeah. a trailer and you just go to the top of the Z pyramid, it bring a trailer, that Z for like three something will come up. Yeah. And I, I, it was, was definitely, that, yeah. What color was that one? I think it was green. Green. It was definitely a story. It was three thirty on bring a trailer. Yeah. It's, and it's I got think, the steel rims with the hubcaps. Someone put some Panasports on that bad boy. Yeah, I don't think it was stock. You don't. Right. No, th- th- this is the restoration one, right? This is the one where N- Nissan went back and did the car, or was like an authorized guy from. There was another one N- where the Nissan. thing went back and had the Nissan restoration, but that was just like a hundred and fifty or something. I don't know why this one was three thirty. This article says three ten. Yeah. Oh, but, I'm sorry. But, right, right. So whatever the headlines over 300 grand, it, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is, is it's over 300 grand? But I don't know. Maybe you can skim through it to find out why it was so. I special, think it's just but, original and low miles, but but you can you can keep yeah. looking. I think the other one that did the Z restoration was something. And then if you, yeah, sorry. Oh, so stunning original condition, never been painted, still wears the original racing green color. White, uh, all uh, white rocker stripes and hubcaps, also original. Only two owners in a lifetime. Um, Still doesn't really explain the over three. Somebody really, two people really wanted an all original, and they weren't married. And now, <laughs> and they weren't married. <laughs> they were married, and they got got it cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> 21,750 miles. That's not... Sorry. 21,000 miles. That's not 21 miles. Yeah. I mean, you think, honestly, like 187 original miles or something like that. 21,000. That's over... Are you sitting down? That's over 20,000 miles. It's like the car was driven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it did, it's, just, you know. it's, just, it's all original and all restored. Right. The one that went for like a buck fifty would be like the next big sale one. I think that one was the one that went back in the nineties for the what do they call it Z Christique What's it called when you go to the Ferrari or uh, Lambo and they do the patique thing on it? Patina? No, no, no. no. Uh, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. If there's a Clashik or clit. There's a it's, it's clit. It's clit. Clit cheek. No clashik. There's a that when when Ferrari redoes yeah. your your two plus two whatever four hundred or whatever when, when Ferrari does it when 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 Mercedes has one yeah. I think now Lamborghini has one doing one. It's called something. Clitique yeah, it's or whatever their classic restoration program is, and I forgot what the term is that you're. All right, more stuff for you to look for, Max Pata. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Lamborghini. When you when you take it to Lamborghini and have them do it, it's called something. First, I'll tell you about uh, Bet Online. Sports are coming back, man. Now you can wager on some stuff and do it with our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. 
UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, EPL, in full swing. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC Daily. Plus, future odds on everything you can imagine. Uh, season win totals, division odds, every league championship. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join with promo code PODCAST1 for your welcome bonus. Visit betonline.ag, our exclusive partner, PODCAST1. Don't forget, use the promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus today. Everyone's getting back. I mean, UFC's out on Fight Island. You can do a little wagering on that. Formula One, I was watching the other night. NASCAR's back. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. What is that word? Clinique. Clinique. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Classic. It's kind of like it's like French for classic or something, something like that. They all, but I think they all call it the same thing. All Ferrari, Lamborghini. That Ferrari'd probably be the easiest one to find. But um, except they're not French. Yeah, but I still think they use it. <laughs> um, so uh, some auctions. Okay, so it, it's Classiche. Classiche. Class I-C-H-E. All right. The Ferrari Classiche Department Restoration. I was Research. way off with my cheek. Your clit cheek? <laughs> yeah. Clearly Google would not figure out clit cheek. <laughs> yeah, clit cheek. Yeah. yeah, let's say it's classic something. <laughs> Don't Google half right. the things you now, said. Now, what is the next What is the next Z? That one went back to Dotson and was redone for, I don't know, buck, buck 25, buck 50 or something like that. But the there's still a Toyota 2000 yeah, yeah, yeah. for sale out there. The, and I'm kind of curious what to, that one to is. To find what you're looking for, go to bring a trailer or go to the search box and type in Z or Nissan Z or Datsun Z. And, they have a scattergram. And then, and then, yeah, then there'll be a... Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you uh, got to do it, I think, through the search. All right. So, so those rims, I'm now... <laughs> here's my wiring. Yeah. Let me see if he sent me a message. I'm so excited about those rims. <laughs> I got well, a thousand things going that are exciting, but for me, those rims are the best. And he said he had it on his two ten wagon. Yes. Oh, I've got a picture of the two ten wagon somewhere. I gotta, Send it oh, to Maxipata. Oh, I got to find it. Give me. You, All right, you, I'll filibuster. But the point is this: the I hope that it's the same pattern. I know it's a full four bolt pattern. I don't think it's changed, but I do think. I do think that the 510 pattern is obviously from the late 60s, and the 210 wagon is more from the 70s, Yeah, maybe even 80s. I don't know when the, uh, when the 210 came about. Hmm, I'm trying to find the photo for that. I thought I had it saved, but I don't have it saved. So the, it, it the, the Z that went back to the Datsun, went back to Datsun, was refurbished, went for a buck twenty-five. So that's still a lot. I, st- I can't, still that 310 yeah. one is, is mind-numbing. Alright, now you just have to find a Toyota 2000 for sale. Um, <laughs> this, is the one, this, is the, this is that RM auction that in October, for October this year. Oh, there is one coming up. Do they have an estimate? No. No. Too early for the estimate. Too early. All right. Well, yeah. Fine. And what for, do you think of it in red? It looks all right. It looks all right. They have a weird P yellow. It's just, it's not enough car. It's not a million. When is the last one sold? That's uh, that's the one we'll figure out as well. All right. So uh, hopefully we'll get those rims. 
Now, what do you think? You want to bead blast them first and die test them second? I, I think you have to. I'm not exactly sure of the process. We got to ask those guys. Like, do they need? Do they need it sort of raw? Or, I don't. I don't because I, I think they do they it on it on a gold BBS centers. They did it, but maybe they do it on the backside. I'm not sure I don't think do they it. need it raw. I think it'll show. Yeah. Then I don't know. Then probably send them out and see the quality of they are. And then you can kind of decide if they're just going to be static displays. If we're just going to use it for scanning, and then that's about it. Then I wouldn't do anything to it. Right. You know. All right. Tell that guy, tell Jose yeah. to gas up the dually and head for Tucson. Head to Tucson. I was going to tell him to ship this stuff, but I can't find his 210. But, uh, uh, here's, a, uh, here's another piece of homework, Max Zapata. What year did the Datsun 210 wagon come out? And it must have followed the 510 wagon, right? Right. Wait, I found the photos. I'm going to send them. I'm going to send them to. Uh, oh, my God. I'm gonna fifty tabs open right now. I'm gonna send them to somebody. I'm gonna send them to Kalen. I'm gonna email them to Kalen. Yeah, uh, send them to Kalen. Yeah. All right. Here's, so you're the car. You are driving a a what? Uh, I'm driving the Maserati uh, Levante uh, Trofeo. Oh, sorry, Ford Bronco. Yeah, like, Ford let's, Bronco let's is all the Bronco. news. Yeah, so. Ford Broncos, all the news. Earlier this week uh, uh, on CarCast with Goldberg, we had Alistair Weaver from Edmonds. We did a deep dive into it. 210 Wagon 1980. There Ooh. you go. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, well, you like these photos. Mm. So uh, Ford came out with a uh, relaunch of the Bronco, but they're launching Bronco as a brand like Mustang has Mach-E and Mach-1 and GT500. So they came out with Bronco two-door, Bronco four-door, and Bronco Sport. Two-door and four-door are full-size Broncos, if you will, with a frame underneath. Bronco Sport is – is that's not it. Bronco Sport is, uh, is a, a smaller subcompact unibody one, but it looks fantastic. They did a great job doing it. It's com- there's over 200 different accessories from the factory. You can order it. Uh, with the 35-inch tires or not, and the different suspensions, different shocks, you can get it. Uh, the doors are removable. There's, the doors are supposed to be easy, one person, pop them off, and you can store them in the back. So you can you know, drive out to Palm Springs or something with the doors on and then hit the dirt a little bit and take the doors off. You don't have to commit to it and leave them in your garage. You can God, everything's so nice now. And you know they figured it all out, like, you used to buy a car or Jeep, generically, I'm using the term, a truck or whatever. Yeah. And then you'd have to go bring it back and take it all apart. You know, put on the Fox struts and put on uh, the, this dampener and put a, put a body lift kit on it and then put the fenders on it and get the fun and mud trucker mm-hmm, tires mm-hmm. on it. Like you just like, you just essentially buy the car and then just go take it back and yeah. just strip it down. You know, right. and, and now somebody fucking figured out, why don't we just do that at the factory and the people pay us for it? That's it. You're getting the best of both worlds because you're getting uh, enough variations right from the factory, which means you can finance it and warranty it. Uh, or because the trucks are basically designed to be modular, this is really cool by Ford. It's almost like Legos. Uh, when Ford did the original Willys Jeep back in like World War II, uh, they... 
all the bolts had an F stamped on the heads for Ford, and that's how you really know the difference. And so with Bronco, they did that on a lot of the bolts. They put Bronco stamped on, and uh, and with one or two wrenches, you can remove everything. It's modular. It's fender flares, doors, hood, grill, rooftop, and and now the aftermarket can also go in there and go, oh, that's cool. Now we can make fenders, and because they bolt on and off, you don't right. have to get the instruction manual. You got to remove the headlight to access the bolt to do the whole thing. Like it's super easy for them to do that. It's going to have uh, a manual transmission with the smaller two point three liter EcoBoost engine, uh, or uh, an automatic, right. or or the uh, the two point seven liter. Is with a ten-speed transmission. It's, Automatic. It's three. Yes, three ten horsepower, four hundred pound-feet of torque. But what's interesting is, is the seven-speed manual on the smaller transmission isn't double overdrive. The seventh gear is a rock crawler gear, mm. right? So they're going after a particular audience with that's this. the seventh gear or the first gear. Well, they're calling it. They're saying the seventh is that gear. So uh, you know, I haven't seen the truck. I don't know how it's going to work. It's like it's like a granny gear. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, instead it's of probably first, I mean, but not first. Like you know, Ford's Ford trucks auto, uh, manuals used to have a granny gear, and, and if, if you yeah, recall, I, I think this one might actually be the seventh seven. gear. Yeah, the seventh hmm. is you know it's a six speed around town, and then you hit that seventh gear, and yeah, and, I'm just it, saying it locks. You don't be kind of, mowing through the gears on the highway and then drop it into gray. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think it. Uh, I think there's a lockout, a lockout or some yeah, setting or something. A, that, but it's. I tried driving cool. a guy named Kevin. I used to work with. Told me to take his Ford F one fifty. God, must have been like a 1980. What year was it? I was like, yeah, he probably had a 79 Ford F-150 and told me to take it on, take and get lunch for everybody. And, <laughs> and he had the granny gear in it. And we we're parked up in Silver Lake on like a hill. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was just putting it in that granny gear like it was first gear. And I was like, oh, like I couldn't. It was so sensitive. It was so yeah. low. And I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know. I, ne- I never drove a, a truck with a granny gear in it before, but that is kind of the rock. Uh, the granny gear is the, you hooked up a trailer to your truck and that you would normally with no payload start in first mm-hmm. gear. But if you got a, a, a trailer, with a bunch of horses in it, you'd put it in that granny gear to get moving. Mm-hmm. In other words. And I guess that's kind of the rock crawling. Yeah. Gear it's almost. a big multiplier of torque. So you can crawl at, you know, a couple of miles per hour without stalling it out, right? So, and... So Ford's... Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Ford's, you know, I'd be nervous nervous if I was Jeep. You know, they kind of stood back and let Jeep really just take over that market for yeah. a number of years. And the, the, thing, the thing I never really got, but maybe it's just me, the Jeep product always looked kind of tinny and plasticky and, and kind of inferior to what Ford was putting out, but people didn't have a choice. Like, you know, I have a neighborhood where there's a lot of guys who have the Jeep as the second car mm-hmm. and they take the doors off and they put the kids in it and they kind of cruise around the neighborhood on the weekend, you know. I think those people would have preferred the Ford to the Jeep, but there was no alternative for the last 10 years yeah. or more, so they just went with the Jeep. 
I'm also seeing a lot of Jeeps out there modified. It's, I'm going to assume we're going to see a lot more Broncos out there modified. Yes, and they're they're embracing it. Like the Jeep is the most accessorized vehicle you can possibly think of, and and Bronco is is embracing it. They want you to modify it, but also they did the right thing. They nailed the launch. Um, a, a lot of positive feedback. The website broke several times on the hundred dollar deposits, uh, and. Uh, and they're offering over 200 accessories from the factory, you know, so you can kind of do what you want uh, under warranty. Um, but then the aftermarket is going to be go nuts with it. Look, uh, uh, Goldberg, who's a Mopar guy, he, he put deposits on two of them. He got a two door and a four door. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to be it's it looks good. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I'm fine with the EcoBoost engines. There's a lot of tuning and modifications and stuff you can do to them if you want to go down that route. And uh, you mentioned Jeep. Jeep responded in the same day that Ford unveiled their, you know, the embargo was lifted. Jeep responded with, uh, hey, we're going to put the 392 Hemi in the, uh, in the Jeep Wrangler so you don't have to just have the V6. So that was their press release. And I'm sure it's 400 and something, maybe 450 horsepower, which is a cool, badass VA Jeep. But uh, uh, you're right. There's going to be a little catching up to do. Also, Land Rover Defender. A lot of people are excited about Defender, but because that brand has been upmarketed so much, even when they make an entry level, that's 50 or so thousand bucks. Mm. And the Bronco starts at 30,000. And I don't know, the first edition or launch edition is probably it's 60 or in the low 60s. And, and again, there's a lot of options there. So uh, it's going to be interesting. A lot of people have been hitting me up going, I got my deposit in. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It, it, look, it's a good time to be a consumer of automobiles because there's a lot of competition and most of it's good. All right, why don't you hit Geico, yeah. and then we'll get caught up on Meekum and some of the auctions out there, and Max Zapata will find a 2000 Toyota that's sold. All right, oh, go and ahead. I, and I sent yeah, you yeah. Those, those 210 pictures as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? Your dog to make you breakfast in bed? Well... It's not going to happen, but saving money can. There's never been a better time to switch to Geico. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Just visit geico.com to learn more. That's geico.com. You found, uh, they found three. Okay, so so here we go. This is the most expensive. This is 2013, 1.2 million. Yeah. And then we have another one. 2013. This one is 2018. And it sold for six sixty five. Okay, the, the, the all right. Lamb. And this one was sold in Tokyo. This is actually the most recent one, and it's a prototype, and it sold for eight twenty one. Right, but it's not really making my point because it's a prototype. Okay, so yeah, uh, I just we're just putting it all out there because there's a there's a there's a lot. Well, there's one that's probably yeah. sold in the last year. It's just RM or Gooding or whatever for. Four, yeah, four ninety five or something. But like you that. are saying from what was it, thirteen to eighteen or right. something? It it went about half, maybe a half plus. You know, from one point two to six. Find 70. a cheap one, Max Pata. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, but in the last, it'll have been the last year or something. 
Yeah. yeah so there, well, there were one, two, and 13, or, or that one yeah. was. Not, I'm still uh, not the prettiest car. There's just, with the lights it's, it's a little it's, weird. It's, it's got it, a good hip on it. It's got it's a good fine. Fender, it's just not over a million. It's just not. It's yeah. not a five hundred thousand dollar car. That's that's the thing. I think there's a white one in the Peterson Museum. When yeah. That when they open again, if somebody wants to go see it, they're a little small when you see them. All right. So we were talking uh, about Meekum and the auction in Indianapolis, and we're talking about that Ford GT40. Convertible yeah, or Targa. Roadster. Roadster, sorry. Roadster is what we'd call it. Uh, it was a no sale, although according to Hammer Price, it got to 7.5. But I didn't see that on Hammer Price no. after you said, let, let you me, told me. Let me. So the, the estimate was 7.5 to 10 million, and it was a no sale. So it's hard to tell what that thing got up to. Um, the uh, Ken Miles. Uh, GT350 prototype R, um, that thing is already at 650 just with bidding. Um, right, and that's going to end uh, Friday. So as you're listening to this. So uh, 2016, bring a trailer, sold a 2000 for 560. But we still need MaxPad in the last year is what we're looking for. Yeah, okay. I'm just keeping you updated with it. So Hammer Price still has, and again, they're there. We're not there. We don't really know what's going on. Uh, It says 7.5 was the high bid on the GT40 Roadster, on the prototype that we talked to Frank Meekum about. Right. And also there was a couple. Yeah, so there's a couple coming up. When's this show air? Friday or Saturday? I can't remember. Friday? Friday. Friday. There's a few cars coming up on Meekum. There's that. There's that 2018 one sold for 550. Yeah, this one's this one's bring a trailer. Uh, October of 2018. Does that one look right? Nah, they're all. I'm just trying to find one that's sold in 19, maybe. Okay. Or maybe even 2000, but probably 19. But anyway, they just. I don't, I don't even recall one coming up in 19. Maybe. Eh, they just they they're usually one or two sells a year. But the point is, they went from a million to 500. Yeah. I told you a thousand times that car is not a million dollar car. Right. And that it dropped down. There are other cars like the Ford GT 350R that they made like 34 of, I think, Mm -hmm. Shelby, where like ones weren't selling for like 475 or 500 or something. And I was like, that is a million dollar car. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to tell with the Ken Miles custom prototype one, but. That thing's already at six fifty plus with some sort of online bidding or something before the the auction. That thing's going to go for a lot. Yeah, I we made some guesses on it too, and I don't remember what it was, but I kind of feel like it's it's not even halfway there. No, I don't. I don't think it's halfway. I don't think it's halfway there. I think that movie really really changed the game. Um, all right, so you also have, so that's a Bronco, but you're driving the Maserati. So I'm driving the Maserati, kind of just got into it. It's the Maserati Levante uh, Trofeo. It's, uh, I think it's stickered at about 151,000. Um, it's got all the bits you'd expect. Uh, you know, the performance 151? is 151? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the performance is in the mid three second range, zero to 60. It's 500 and... It's got a little more than the Alfa Romeo Quattrofolio, I think, which was 505. So this one might be 
590. I got a I was looking for the paperwork on it and had some trouble finding it. That's not always sent with it, but uh You know my problem with cars like that? It it's a lot of cars, cool car, it's a nice piece. It's everything under the sun. I just know you could get you could get that car in three and a half years for eighty three grand. Right? Or seventy one grand. Yeah, and if you want to buy it, you do that. If you lease it and you want something new, you you do that. And you know, Maserati's had an interesting reputation. Like, do you, do you really want to own one outside of its warranty? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, the consensus has always been sort of no. <laughs> you, you don't want to. Um, but you know, every year everything seems to get a little better. And this is a five hundred and ninety horsepower uh, SUV, and it. It runs great. Look, the suspension's a little stiff, and I blame that mostly on just a very, very thin sidewall tire. Uh, it would be interesting to see it with a little bit more of a little bit more tire on it. Um, but it's you know, it's it's good. I would like to. It would be great to throw it around the track like I was able to with the Alfa Romeo, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know, of course, being spoiled on that track day, I you know. My my instructor and co driver for was Tanner Faust, mm, yeah. <laughs> so you know he's out there in the SUV doing things faster than people are out there in fully modified Corvettes, right? Uh, uh, and uh, was able to talk a lot of feedback while driving it. So it would be interesting to uh, to see this version out there as well. Um, not meant to be a, a a track vehicle per se, but it is uh, it is pretty interesting and. Uh, some other things we've got coming up, which I'm curious, are is we have a Polestar coming out, and mm-hmm. the Polestar is you've seen this at Monterey at Pebble. This is the the new brand or the spinoff brand from Volvo that's all electric, mm. and it has a lot of that styling in it, you know. But imagine like a lot of the Volvo styling, yeah, with with I the type really, of lights I and love stuff. The Volvo styling. Now. So we're gonna get a few days in a Polestar, <laughs> and I'm working on. Uh, the the Lincoln Continental with the coach doors in the back. It has the suicide doors. This was a prototype. We saw it on the lawn at Pebble Beach in the mm. concept well, lawn. This, this brings us to our Monterey road trip, <laughs> yeah. which is, uh, I told you off the air, that I said to Sonny, oh, we're thinking about flying into Monterey this year and flying back. And he's like, Really? Because <laughs> I think he likes his dad drinking beers and yelling at the radio. <laughs> it's part of his experience, you know, his like yeah. road trip experience. Not for Matt. Matt doesn't get to drink beers. Matt has to drive. But there is something about uh, commandeering something cool. Yeah. And now, my Nissan, sorry, my Infinity Truckster is pretty cool yeah, and yeah, would yeah. work nicely for that road trip, like as it is. Yeah. But. If there's something that Lincoln makes or something like the time we went up there in the Rolls Royce, if there's something really cool that we could get a hold of and uh, plug in the radar detector and head out there, I don't know. That might be worth it. It would be interesting. I haven't. I didn't book anything because we kept talking about flying up there. And, and listen, I, I get Sonny's perspective, but the other side would be, uh, Sonny, would you like to get up there and spend a little more time? Hitting a few things that we don't normally get to hit while we're yeah, there. I guess I guess kind of the question is is the cost of the rental car 
than the cost of the flights mm-hmm. versus what we're you know just driving something out there versus sort of leaving it uh, you know leaving it eight a.m. versus a one o'clock flight or or whatever one thirty flight or whatever it is yeah. you know sort of making your own schedule but then also sort of landing there and then having to go get a rental car or versus just pulling in you know what I mean like right. it's right it's kind of on the it's kind of on the cusp. You know, yeah. it's on the cusp. But either well, way, some cool vehicle, some Lincoln-y, listen, whatever I'm, I'm down with the, with the right vehicle for sure. I'm always down to, to, you know, if we have an opportunity to do a road trip in something cool like that is would be fantastic. Um, let me uh, let me hit McGuire's real quick. Uh, car waxes have come a long way. Last year, McGuire's introduced their hybrid ceramic spray wax. Its advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability. There's no rubbing, curing, or buffing. It provides an extreme water beating action, which is a uh, which is really what you want. But this year, Meguiar's had launched their liquid version. It seals the paint for long-lasting protection against the elements. It's super easy to use, and it applies just like a traditional liquid wax. Now, they've also come out with their hybrid ceramic spray detailer. I like this spray de- detailers. You know, you go to the track, you shoot oh, a little bit of this stuff on, I wipe even, it down. I don't even wash my cars anymore. <laughs> I just do it in the garage with and, the detail. And getting that hybrid, getting the ceramic technology, which is the, the big thing right now, is having it in the spray detailer is, is, is really cool. This removes the contaminants like dust, fingerprints, bird droppings. It helps to boost gloss and enhances protection. It's ceramic made easy. It's from McGuire's, and it's pretty much available at any auto parts store. All right. So um, the 2000 probably wasn't sold after maybe the last one was sold in 2018. Maybe people are uh, sitting on those things. There's a, there's an M1 Pro car that's going and thinking Gooding or RM down the road in a few months. I think uh, Gooding is doing Monterey online. Yeah. And I think uh, Monterey online has a M1 Pro car on it, as I as I recall. But uh, it's another curious sort of guess. I guess about 800 850 maybe for that yeah. car. Yeah. And, you know, the Mustang talk you had earlier, you also found a couple of uh, a couple of interesting uh, Mustangs on Russo's site, not the auction site, just the private sales site. You saw the 69 Shelby racing car, yeah, which looked pretty cool. And Group, then they had a GT350. You know, Group B, which was interesting yeah. to me. It wasn't but that's a, It's an interesting car. I'd like to know more of the story on that car. I don't know if there was a ton of information up there, but... Uh, I don't know what what would they want is one seventy six one forty six seventy six. It's like one seventy something, yeah. right? And it's a uh, it's a cool piece, and uh, and it'd be cool to get into uh, you know pushrod V eight sort of live rear axle sort of four speed kind of buy whatever whatever replacement parts you wanted online yeah. at Summit. You know, have the engine built cheap, you know. like just, I'm sure it's nice to, like, hit the track and go, oh, we're down a plug or something. We can just go get a spark plug. You go to Track Auto in the city and <laughs> yeah, get right? a belt or plug. Or how about a distributor cap? Yeah. Or just whatever versus what we have to deal with with some of the more exotic mm-hmm. versions of what, what we have. But the exotic part is kind of the kind of the story part. 
as well. Um, there's also, as you hear this show, there's a Newman Texaco fire suit that's uh, oh, I haven't seen that, that was yet. at a like Hollywood auction that was also going off today, Friday. Today's Friday, right? Is that what we figured out? Today, there's a couple of cool pieces at Meekum, including a Lambo 402 plus two, which mm-hmm. we're always keeping our eyes on. Uh, and uh, Newman is uh, a fire suit that he ran at Daytona. I believe he was wearing it uh, with the uh, Nobody's Fool Mustang, as I recall. Okay, It's not... I think it's kind of a one-off thing for him. It's not like his fire suit that he wore for the season. I have a few of those or multiple seasons, but um, he certainly drove it in this race and maybe in a in a couple of others. And I think it was at seven grand. They, they had the estimate between six grand and eight grand or something like that and it was at seven but the auction hadn't wasn't going to end for a few days so it was yeah, kind of kind of interesting it was like it was like a authentic newman uh fire suit uh but not you know not a real coveted one i mean not you know more of a one-off like not, a promotional piece fire suit like you do it Somebody would make it for him to do a particular event, and then, then at he'd the end sign of the it event, and yeah. give, give it to him. But it wasn't yeah. like the Bob Sharp ones that have all the miles on them, and they're sort of worn in. And yeah, you, and he poked the holes for the for the headset and the, you the know, things like that. Yeah, for the walkie-talkie or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 like, like that. But but still legitimate and kind of kind of interesting. And yeah, that's w- a cool piece worth keeping your eye on. I, look, you you need some of this stuff to pop up every once in a while because it really kind of provides a comp. You know, it kind of give you an idea of what fire suits are worth and and what Newman stuff is worth compared to things like Senna and McQueen and and Schumacher and 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 whatever. You know, it, it's nice to to see these things move a little bit. Yeah, starting to see race memorabilia pop up starting to see like Senna helmets and fire suits mm-hmm. and uh, Schumacher helmets and that kind of stuff and they're they're kind of coming up yeah you know, they're they're popping up and and, and showing up in uh, in places now so uh, we'll keep an eye on on that stuff can you uh, go see if you can find that one Max Bad let's see it's uh, Paul Newman <laughs> racing fire suit for sale auction whatever Texaco I think it's one of those like Hollywood auctions. You know, they're not selling cars or anything. They're just selling yeah. Marilyn Monroe's uh, earrings and shit like that. But it's it's kind of interesting. In a weird way, kind of makes you wonder, don't you think one of those items would do better at a Gooding or RM auction? Like when they have the memorabilia at the top. They like do they- a lot of memorabilia. And you would think that that something automotive specific like that would do would do better there. I mean, that's sort of the audience. I mean, I don't know. I, f- I feel like when it comes to the helmets and racing suits, regardless of your job, celebrity, basketball player, whatever, I, I think it plays a little better in the racing world, especially for a Paul Newman, than it would be in the Hollywood memorabilia world. Agreed. All right. Well, Max Pan can find that. Some couple of people sent it to me. It's got to be out. It's out there. I don't know. It's like it's not like Hollywood. It's like Hollywood auctions or something. But it's like I don't know. Paul Newman, 
Texaco fire suit sale. All right, let me hit uh, JB Weld DI projects to get through. Want to save some money? How about you avoid paying the repairman? How about you go with JB Weld? I just used mine the other day when I had that little round, little metallic piece of metal that I use to stick to the magnet on my dashboard. Right? Yeah, Keep yeah. My phone well, popped off. We're gonna we're gonna make wheels out of them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a- <laughs> Went and got my JB Weld, man. Bigger, small repairs, home or garage. And I, I got the uh, Super Weld, which is uh, just a couple of drops, put my thumb on it, spun it a little to the right, spun it a little to the left, just stuck it down and held it there for about 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm done, man. We're proud to have JB Weld as a sponsor. Uh, they're great. I know the owner. We hung out with him uh, over at SEMA, and they've been doing it for 50 years plus. J.B. Weld, so keep it in your toolbox, your kitchen drawer, your craft room. Don't glue it. J.B. Weld it. Available at jbweld.com, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Michaels, and more. J.B. Weld. All right. Uh, theoretically, I'm coming to Dallas <laughs> and San Antonio yeah. and Tempe. Uh I'm coming up to uh, Dallas, Addison, uh, Texas, uh, July 24th and 25th, and then San Antonio, July 31st and August 1st. You can go to amcroll.com for all the live shows, and you can subscribe to our YouTube page and see all my stand-up there for free, youtube.com slash amcroll. The book, it's back in stock at Amazon. I'm your emotional support animal, and you can uh, order it now. Or you can get it at Barnes & Noble. You can go to adamcroll.com and find that. And get the audio book, by the way, on Audible. And leave a review. I read I read the reviews. Max Pat, did we find that thing? Yeah. It's, a, it's at Julian's. Julian's. Uh, yeah, they call it uh, yeah, the Paul Newman race suit. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's oh, yeah, one sorry. of the. It's just one of the, the things they don't have like a ton about it online. No, but what was that pipe? That pipe looked awesome too. <laughs> but they don't have the price on there because I, I looked. It had the. It had the, the estimate. and It had the price. It had the had mm. the current bid. No, uh, hmm. I'm looking. You know that's weird. I just well, it, it might have been like an article or a catalog page and not a live. No, but it had page. the current price. Yeah, but I'm saying what he might have found because I we looked oh, at right. some oh, other. Oh yeah, thing. you found you found a cat. You found a like a catalog page. I think or, probably yeah, yeah. There's a live version of it that has the price up and running. And we looked at some other uh, Newman jacket or something in a, in, in a Hollywood auction, and it was like you had to download the PDF and you couldn't search it, and you had to yeah. like you had to scroll like 90 pages in to yeah, find it. It, it was like it, what it, is. And you couldn't, you couldn't just search it. Yeah, it, 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 it. You couldn't search it. In in 2020, this should be a little easier. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm not – it's not like I need to know the price or anything. I'm, I'm always curious of, like, how we can't find it. <laughs> like, it's just – someone just sent it to me, and I was like, oh, there it is. And I just went right to the site, and it said, here's the estimate. Here's the current bid. Yeah. Here's the top of the thing. But we can't find it. Okay. It's the way the internet works. It's the way the internet works. Oh, MaxPat has got it. Come on now. Now? These 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 auction sites are just packed and it, it, they're they're hard they to They move navigate. so much memorabilia. It's, it's uh, Yeah, it's no, I I, I get it. I just went there and it All was right, just there. Oh, 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 what do we got? What's it at? 6 to uh well it, we have to we, we have to log in a bid but se- no, it's current, at 7000 7, estimates 6 to 8 starting 
Yeah, what's the current bid, goofball? Seven. I said seven. seven. No, you didn't. You said there's a. Big... I said the current bid was seven. The S. Not eight. if it's all right. All right. All okay, right, 7, there it is. Seven thousand. Current bid. That's the current bid. All right. Check the tape. Yeah, check right. it. I, I'm happy to. Did he say that? I, I heard seven thousand. I, I, I heard him seven thousand. No, he said you have to log in the bid. Oh, current bid seven thousand. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I heard it. All I heard right. it. I heard it. All right. Yeah, you're forgiven. All right, still at seven thousand, <laughs> and it ends today. I guess as we uh, as we do this, right? Is that what it says? Yeah, as we do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All well, right. It's all right. It's a good price so far. It's definitely, it's going to sell right. It's in the range. It's at six to eight. I don't know. I would imagine <laughs> if it's above the, uh, yeah, the, so the lower the bid. Description if you want. Yeah, it's funny. He's, if you see the picture of it, he's wearing one of his solar helmets, which yeah. is what he had in his later, in his, if you enlarge the image, he was, ran his like solar helmet in his later, Later years, he had a few different solar helmets. This is like an open solar helmet, and it looks like he's driving that car. We've seen it before. I don't know if it's the Nobody's Fool car or the or another car that had the seven. It's another Mustang that had the seventy five. That's kind of tough. I'm going to say I recall the Nobody's Fool car being mostly white. white. Mostly white. Yeah, yeah, this is another car. What is that car? Let's see. What year did he run the 24 hours in that, that thing, uh, Max Zapata? Uh, two, year 2000 during the Rolex 24. Is All right. So now we have to pull back and see what that car is. Is that that Mustang? Is that the one that was for sale a while back? There's some – I have too much information in my head now, but we'll try to we'll try to find – remember there was one that was for sale that had a weird metallic 75 mm-hmm. on the side of it? He must have been 75. During this time, and I think it was a Mustang, but it was a newer Mustang. And uh, MX Patty, you can go to roll. Uh, sorry, you can go to uh, Daytona. Uh, Twenty four hours of Daytona, year two thousand, and see the see the whatever up there. Yeah. Oh, it's the Porsche. That's that was it. That's the one. Yeah. Remember that? Remember the car go. was like out there. Yeah. Saw that car. Yeah, it was the Porsche. 2000 Porsche, probably like a cup car, kind of like the one we have. Yeah. All right. Funny, same year. Yeah, same. Your GT3 was a 2000. Yeah, it had a big, if you look at the side of it, Max, there's like a big metallic, big 75 that's like glows in the dark because it's a nighttime race. Yeah. I think that's why they did it. Great. All right. Now we got to buy another Porsche. What do you got, Max? (laughs) There it is. There's that, there's that car. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool car. Cool car. What yeah. do you got, Max Pana? I mean, sorry, uh, DeAndre. Uh, yeah, follow me at Motorator. I keep posting images of the Bronco stuff and all kinds of great news. And uh, just go to amcrawl.com for everything you need. Until next time, Amcrawl from Matt, the Motorator, DeAndre, saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Hey guys.
guys. Let me tell you about GEICO. Right now, GEICO is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money GEICO could already be saving you. So what are you waiting for? You're waiting for your dog to make you breakfast in bed? (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. But saving money can. There's never been a better time now to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit Geico.com for more information. That's Geico.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.